0: up everybody. I know it's been a while since I've done one of these. Um, Got kind of busy with the business and hiring people and um, a couple other things I've gotten started, but I did write a book in my free time. It's called No 9 to 5 for Us. Um, It's on Amazon. It's like 2 or $3. Um, But the reason I'm back on here is I'm going to record basically the audiobook version of it and put every chapter on this podcast. Um, So if you want to watch it for free, they're all going to be on here. Um, Basically, it takes you through everything start to finish on how I grew, started my business and grew it to over six figures within the first year, Um, kind of by accident, but I broke it down in here as if I were going to do it again. Um, So this is very purposely written in order, Um, you know, starts with finding something to sell, getting your first customers, how to scale up the marketing on different channels, um, testing ads, hiring employees, um, doing the math for growth, um, and then ultimately getting to a place where, you know, you don't have to work in the business, you're working on the business. Um, which is where I am now. Um, But yeah, uh, let's get started. Chapter five, beginner marketing strategies. You can actually do some of these before you make the Google listings. Um, I did, and you can kind of use them to get your first customers, get some profit, um, and and some reviews to put in your Google listings. Um, But I'm gonna go through the beginner ones right now. The Google Business Profile strategy will be the best investment you can make early. It sets you up as an authority in your market very quickly, and it snowballs over time to bring in more and more traffic. We will diversify your marketing strategy with a few more, channel, with a few more channels, though, just to get you that initial boost of traffic and kick off your business. Um, 5.2 Flyer Marketing This was the first marketing I ever did for my service business, and I did it kind of on accident, and it worked wonders to get me off the ground and running. The first thing you're going to do is design a flyer. It doesn't have to be very big, and you want them to be as cheap as possible. I would go to your print shop's website, see what size you're going to order, so you can design it, design it to the correct size. I used Canva for all my graphic design work. And it's a great program, especially if you just go ahead and pay for the free pre, or for the premium one um, instead of the free one, and it gives you access to a bunch of free images and graphics. Um, you can also, instead of, and I might have wrote this later, but if you use the eight and a half by 11, like a full sheet, you can just divide that paper into fourths and put four of them on there. So they're super tiny, but that way you get four times the amount of flyers for cheap. Um, The key elements that you're going to include on this flyer are your marketing message, your prices, the description of your service and your contact info. This is all you need to include on this flyer so it shouldn't be too wordy. I have a picture of the first one I used on here, but basically it just says bright mobile detailing at the top says, my name is Bruce Bright Jr. and I'm a business major and basketball player at Birmingham Southern College. I recently started this company and I plan on growing it throughout the school year. Please let me know if I can help you keep your car clean and looking good. Then it says prices and I was charging $50 and $75 back then, which is crazy, but I also wasn't doing much. So I did wash, wax, vacuum, polish the interior, which I don't even, I didn't know what I was talking about. Window washing, mirror and trim cleaning and tire polish. And then it says call or text the schedule. And I left it. A phone number. You'll notice that my marketing message says very little about the service sum that I'm offering or my expertise in that service. You want to make this marketing message mainly focused around your why of starting the business. Most of these first customers are going to buy because of their emotions, not because they necessarily want or need the service. This is fine because we're really just looking for our first 10 to 20 customers to earn some money so we can upgrade the business and grow. Start your pricing off very low Remember, you're not a pro yet, so I would target around $50 per hour mark to start. $50 per hour may sound like pretty good money, and it is, but it's nothing compared to what you're going to make when you have top-of-the-line equipment and more experience. Don't be discouraged if you're the cheapest option in the market. It's temporary, and it'll keep you competitive with established businesses. The description of the service should be exactly that, a description of what you're offering to the customer. This part's pretty self-explanatory. Use Google to see what the competitors are offering and craft your offer around those. Finally, you must give the customer a way to reach out. I recommend a phone number that can receive calls and texts because of the ease of the customer, ease for the customer. Don't worry if this is your personal cell phone number to start off. Eventually, you can get a Google phone number or some other call routing service. The next step is to order your flyers, and you can start with any number, but I'd recommend at least 500, probably 1,000, especially if you're using the 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 four quadrants on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, just to make sure you reach enough people. I had a print shop. Cut, oh, I think I I just go and do it right now. I had a print shop cut an 8.5 by 11 piece of paper in half short ways, and I printed two on either half, so I got double the flyers on the same amount of paper. You can toy with the options and make it as cheap as possible. Yes, my first one I only cut it in two, like in half. You can go in, in quadrants though. The final step is to get a friend or family member to drive you around. I've also hopped on a bike and went solo and taped them to the front of mailboxes in your neighborhood of your choosing. If your service is drawn to a certain crowd, then do some research and find a good neighborhood for your service. As a rule of thumb, you could always start at the wealthiest neighborhoods because naturally they have more money to spend. You can also test a few different neighborhoods and get a better feel for how different communities like your offer. After you've passed out about 500 flyers with your offering, price, marketing message, and contact info, just sit back and wait for your first few leads to roll in. It'll start as a slow trickle these are probably your most important customers because if your first five customers aren't happy with the work, then you're going to have no help or momentum for getting your next five. The first 10 to 20 customers need to be extremely happy with the service, and you need to get a review slash Facebook post slash them share it with their friends um, to capitalize on them. These customers will be your salesmen for you if you help them along. The more of a connection you make with them while you're performing the service, the better. It makes the customer remember you and makes them more likely to spread the word. You're going to go perform the service and thank them for using your service. Then, later that day or the next day, send them a text to thank, you, to thank them and ask them if they wouldn't mind leaving you a review on Google. Google gives reviews a lot of weight when it comes to ranking your page, so these are crucial. You can also make a Facebook page and tag the customer thanking them on your page. There's a chance this post makes them even more grateful, and they make a post on their feed or in their local Facebook group. We'll talk about Facebook groups in the next section, but they're super valuable local marketing tools. Chapter 5.3 Facebook Group Posts Facebook has become an insanely valuable marketing tool for small businesses, and it can even be helpful without paying for the actual PPC, pay-per-click, platform. Facebook groups have numerous uses when it comes to marketing your business, but to start, you're going to search for as many local groups that you can join in your area. Join as many as possible. Some may have restrictions or rules they have to follow, but that's fine. After you've been accepted to as many as you can get into, you're going to make a post in the groups where you shout out your business. This post should look a lot like your flyer condensed down for a Facebook post. So you should include all four of the same parts in the post, marketing message, price, service description, and a way to contact you. I would use a Facebook DM for contacting you because you don't want to leave your cell phone number in these Facebook groups. If you continue this posting strategy every few weeks, you should see some good results and it's totally free. Keep in mind that the groups that have rules may message you or just straight up kick you out. You can read each group's rules to make sure you aren't breaking the rules, or just stick to the groups that allow you to post easily. Your call. Chapter 5.4, Nextdoor posts. The last intro marketing strategy that we're going to use is on the app called Nextdoor. I would only use this strategy if Nextdoor is used in your area. There's no need to waste time on it if it's not active in your city. If it is active, then it can be very valuable, and again, it's free. It takes three people who already are on Nextdoor to recommend your business before you can really make an impact, So you can use three family or friends to accomplish this or ask a few customers um, to recommend you. The real hack, if you will, is when Nextdoor users make a shout out post about your business. Again, you can do this from a friend or family member's account, or you can give a customer a small discount for a shout out post in their Nextdoor community. The thing about Nextdoor is that it is a tight knit community of people that live within a small radius of each other, and they give a lot of trust to each other with their recommendations. So you can see a large influx of business from a single post if it's well written in an active next door community. These three beginning marketing techniques will be how you start off and get your first revenue coming in for the first month or two. I'll break down the next steps after you've got some good momentum going and some happy customers. I mentioned this above, but every customer is super valuable at this stage. You must do everything to make and keep them happy. So you have a good base of customers that trust you and leave you good reviews. If a customer is ever unhappy, do anything you can to reconcile the situation. Remember that you're just building a base right now. You aren't a huge company, so you are very, very vulnerable. But don't stress yourself out because a few decisions go, you had 0% of a business, and now you have the core framework framework of what it takes to build a business. It's all a learning experience in these first six months where you'll make decisions, correct and incorrectly, fix them, and make new decisions. Enjoy the process. You're only in this phase of the business for a short time, so just take it in. Chapter 6.1. Using Profit to Scale After you have your first 10 to 10-20 customers happy with reviews on your Google Business Profile, the next step is to start ramping up your business. The first upgrade you want to make is to your equipment. When I first started detailing cars, I only used equipment that I already had in my house, or my parents' house. A vacuum, some towels, some all-purpose cleaner. Keep in mind, I was only charging $50-$75 for a full auto detailing, so they weren't expecting professional quality. I got five to six customers from the flyers on mailboxes strategy and used that first few hundred dollars to upgrade my equipment. I bought more chemicals, a real vacuum, a steam cleaner, carpet extractor, etc. Then you can raise your prices a little bit because you have all the professional equipment and can offer a better service. Slowly start raising your prices every month so that within four to five months, and it might range depending on what your prices start at, you're competing with the top companies in your market. You may have some loyal customers that stay with you through this process, and they may ask why your prices are jumping so much. I'd give them a little discount for being a part of your starting customers, but that's up to you. Keep in mind, until you hire an employee, you are the one doing the work, so don't sell yourself short with undercutting your prices. For example, after I bought all new equipment, I immediately raised my prices from 50 and 75 to 75 and 90, then to 100 and 150 then to 150 175 and eventually to our current prices of 250 to 300 This may seem like a large jump, but you really just want to find the premium price point you can charge while staying competitive in your market and to your customers. And really, I'm thinking about jumping my prices a little bit more. It's really up to you how much you upgrade your equipment and raise your prices, but we're going to use some money to upgrade your business as a whole. The higher the prices, the more money you make, and the more money you make, the more you can grow your business. Chapter 6.2 website, email, and software. The first thing you're going to buy to up your game after you buy equipment is a domain, email, and website. Go to your favorite domain marketplace, I use GoDaddy, and purchase your business domain. Try to make it the name of your company. For example, my company is called Bright Mobile Detailing, and my domain is brightmobiledetailing.com. You either want your domain to be short and catchy or easy to remember, like your actual business name. A domain shouldn't cost more than $20 or so, and keep in mind that you've already made money from your first handful of clients, so you're just reinvesting your profit in the business now. In most domain marketplaces, they will also upsell on a custom email, and I highly recommend pulling the trigger on this as well. It's a few bucks and adds a lot of professionalism to your business as it starts up. If you're emailing clients from a at gmail or at yahoo.com, your customers are going to automatically think of you as a hobbyist or amateur. Pay a few extra dollars for some authority when you're contacting clients. Most domain marketplaces also have an easy website builder built in that you can use to pop up a quick website for your company. You can also use a cheap slash free website builder like Square, Wix, or Squarespace to get this done. This isn't a book about web design, SEO, or copywriting, so I'm not going to break down every detail of optimizing a website, but having a website and a way for customers to contact you on the site that is easy to find and quick to fill out is crucial. Make it a big button right on the home screen that takes the customer to a quick form to fill out their info. If there's a capability to integrate a calendar or scheduler right into the website, then you can do that to start off, too. Just make it as easy as possible for your customers to contact you and schedule. The fewer barriers, the better. You can always upgrade your software down the line and optimize as you go, but getting a site up is the next step to growing your site hustle into a real business. Chapter 6.3. Testing Facebook Ads You can continue to grow using the flyer technique combined with word-of-mouth and social media as well as the Google My Businesses for as long as you'd like. It will be a slow growth, but you will be spending almost nothing on marketing, so it's at no risk to you. Eventually, though, you're going to want to kick this thing in gear, and the sooner the better, in my opinion. There are infinite ways to market your business online, but I'm only going to discuss two ways that have worked for me and that I still use to some extent today. These are Facebook and Google Ads. This book isn't a deep dive into Facebook or Google Ads platforms, but I will break down the overarching strategy and what you can do to start off and how to scale it up. I would start with Facebook ads, and you won't be spending much to start off with. You'll only be testing and tweaking your strategy for the future when you upgrade your ad spin. We're going to start with one ad targeted to three different groups. When you first create your campaign, it will ask for an objective, and you're going to choose the conversions objective. After this, it will take you to the campaign page, and you can name the campaign. The three different campaign names are going to be everyone, top 50%, and industry specific. Doesn't matter which one you name this one, but just remember it is so that you can target the correct people to match to the campaign name. After you name the campaign, you can click next and go to the next page. This page is where we will choose the conversion event location, budget, and audience. For the event location, choose website, then scroll down to the budget. The budget is really up to you, but remember that we are only testing the ads, so there's no need to spend a ton of money. I recommend doing a dollar or two per day for at least a week to get enough data to make a decision. Next step is to choose the audience. This is the only difference in the three campaigns we're making. Everything else will be the exact same except for who Facebook is showing the ads to. You'll make one campaign at a time, to so target one audience and then continue on to the next step. After you're completely done with one campaign, you'll need to duplicate the campaign and change the target audience for the next two. The first audience is going to be the everyone audience, which is exactly what it sounds like. You're gonna target everyone in your target market, 18 to 65 years old. Basically, you're just narrowing it down to your city, and this will be our baseline campaign. The next campaign is going to be the top 50% campaign, And this is going to be everyone in your target market that is the top 50% of income earners. To do this, you're going to go to Detailed Targeting, then click Browse, then click Demographics, then click Financial. You'll see Income, and then click on Top 10%, Top 10-25%, to and Top 25-50% to categories. This will show the ad to the people in your city with the most income coming in, because naturally, if you have more money, then you're going to be spending more money on services. The last audience is the industry specific audience and this is going to be everyone in your city that is also industry interested in your industry. So for example I targeted everyone in my city that was also car enthusiasts or car collectors because I own an auto detailing company. You'll have to play around with your industry and you can always google to see if there's a way to target who you want to target. Facebook can do some really neat things so play around with it and have fun. After you've got your target audience set up you can click next. The final step is to upload your ad creative. Which is the picture or video that your potential customers are going to see when they're scrolling through their feed this can be tested too but we aren't going to be doing that right now add your picture or video and then write some primary text and a headline facebook will show you an ad preview while you're making it of what people will see while they're scrolling you can add multiple options so facebook can find the one that works best add a call to action button and a url that you want to lead people to and you've got yourself a completed facebook ad campaign after you save this first campaign you can go to the dashboard and duplicate the campaign Change the target audience and the campaign name for the next two campaigns. Keep in mind that this is only a test, so let the ads do their thing for a week and then look at the results. Based on which target audience does the best, I would turn the other two campaigns off and focus on optimizing the best option. You can up the ad spin and test different ads for this target audience as well. It's a constant game of tweaking and optimizing. Your job as a marketer is never done. There are some advanced features that I didn't get into for this breakdown because they just aren't needed at this stage in your business, and you can figure those things out as you go. My goal is to help you get your business started and running as fast as possible. Don't stress over all the options and features, just make some decisions, learn, adjust, and repeat. Chapter 6.4. Testing Google Ads. After you've got some Facebook ads optimized and running, combined with your flyers and social media outreach, you should have a pretty steady flow of customers coming in. This flow will start slow and will pick up momentum the longer you're in business and with the more happy customers you have. The next marketing channel I would set up is your Google Ads. These are really easy to set up, but I'll give a brief walkthrough. Go to the Google Ads platform, make an account, and click New Campaign. Next make your goal Leads and click Continue. Choose Performance Max as your ad type and then click Continue. Next you set your budget and this again is really up to you. I'd start with about $5 per day and see how that goes. You can always spin more down the road, but right now we're just getting the ball rolling to have a constant stream of customers. After you set the budget, click Continue and set your target audience, which should be your target cities you want to work in. The final steps are to actually create your ad. You can add images, headlines, descriptions, and your destination URL, which should be your InstaQuote form or scheduler on your website. You can also add a phone number on the next page so customers can call you directly from the ad. Review all the ad's info on the last page and launch the ad. I'd keep an eye on the ad for the first few weeks to see if the progress and tweak things if you'd like. You can always raise your ad budget if you see that the ad is performing well to amplify your leads coming in. We'll go over how to know how much you can spend on ads in the next section. Chapter 7 and 8. Chapter 7 is super short so I'm just going to combine 7 and 8. How much can you spend on ads? Managing your business's capital is super important and not managing your money correctly is the fastest way for your business to go under. I'm going to go through how I personally found out how much money I could spend on ads in the beginning of the business. Your marketing spend is going to be depending greatly on what industry you're in and your average ticket price. I'll use my business as an example, but the system is percentage based so you can use it for any business. My average ticket price when I first started was around 150 per job, which was the price of our standard detail at the time. I knew I only wanted to spend 10% on marketing my business at the start so that I had enough money to reinvest and raise my prices. So in order to get the amount I could spend, I took our average ticket price and extrapolated it out for the month. We could do three jobs per day for five days per week, so 450 per day or 9,000 per month. Then you just take 10% of that monthly number and that is your marketing budget for the month, which is 900. 900 is plenty of money to market a new business and get it off the ground, especially with the budget and marketing tactics that, that I taught at the beginning. Keep in mind that this budget was for my business that was actually doing three jobs per day at those rates. If your business isn't fully booked up yet, then just do the math for the average amount of work that you are currently doing and really focus on the free-slash-cheap marketing tactics I taught earlier. As you grow, so will your marketing budget. Chapter 8 At this point, you have a business running with a solid flow of customers and a semi-predictable income. You are still a beginner in the market, and your prices are not as quite, not quite as high rather, as some of your competitors, which is fine because you don't offer everything they offer or don't have all the top-of-the-line equipment like these competitors this is when we start fixing that you're going to start systematically upgrading your equipment starting with the pieces of equipment that will instantly allow you to raise your prices if there's a piece of equipment that not every amateur in the industry has then purchase that piece or if there is a piece that allows you to save a ton of time and allows you to get more jobs done in the day then purchase that it is going to differ widely from industry to industry but at this point you should be slowly upgrading your setup until you have everything that the industry leaders would have With each big piece of equipment, you can slowly start raising your prices as well. Keep in mind that as you raise your prices, the expectations of customers rise with them. So you have to ensure that your work is top notch. Continue upgrading your setup until you have all the equipment you need to do top of the line work. You're gonna always be doing research into best practices and easier ways to get your job done. This is part of being a business owner and making sure that your company is staying on top of industry leading technology. As far as budgeting goes while upgrading, I would always have some money in the bank. Don't purchase a piece of equipment with anything more than 30% of your capital in the bank. You want to always be prepared for the worst, whether something breaks or an unexpected tax gets thrown your way. You need to be prepared. When I first started my business, my prices were 50 and 75 per detail, and I had basically only equipment I found in my parents' basement. Slowly, I bought all of my own equipment, a carpet extractor, generator, pressure washer, steam cleaner, and many more things, and was able to jump my prices From 75 to 90 to 125 to 175 to 200, and now finally anywhere from 250 to 300 per detail. And again, I'm thinking about raising that again. Most of the jumps at the beginning were from upgrading equipment, and then the last few jumps were from my company growing a reputation as a local industry leader in the mobile detailing space. You can keep your price point the same for as long as you'd like, but as soon as you are booking full at one price point, I would at least experiment with raising them one thing that will happen as you raise your prices is your older customers may be thrown off that you've gotten more expensive especially if they haven't used your services in a few price jumps this is normal and you can handle it a couple ways you can apologize and explain how you have grown and upgraded your services and in turn your results and charge your high prices or you can give them a little discount for being one of your loyal customers from the start that helped you get off the ground i tend to lean toward the discount just because of how grateful i am for those first few customers and they are more likely to become a brand advocate and recommend me to their friends if I keep them on as customers.